who do I have with me? Sometimes I forget to do introductions, so I figure we should just start off with an introduction. I'm Alexa Stevens. This is my friend, Alexa Stevens. Um, this, yeah, whoa, 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 back up. <laughs> Welcome back to Friends and Enemas. <laughs> um, I was just telling Alexis, I haven't actually recorded an episode in like three or four weeks, so I'm feeling a little rusty. It's okay. We'll get back into the swing of it we real will. fast. We will. So this is Alexis. How did we meet? Where you met as Instagram friends. As Instagram friends, yes. It was like yes. five, six years ago, I think. It was a long time ago yeah. now. Which and is crazy. It is crazy because we stayed connected. Mm-hmm. And then the moment I moved up to Washington, you were like, hey. Because I couldn't remember if you were in Washington or Oregon. Yeah. Well, we met when I came to San Diego. Yes. Yeah. And um, I was like down in San Diego. You commented on something. You pulled, You I did exactly what you did. So like you yes. me- you messaged me and you were like, wait, where in San Diego are you? And I was like, oh, we're by Mission Bay, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I live over la di da da And I was like, oh my God, we should get together. Yeah. And I think we talked for like an hour and it was like probably my favorite hour of the whole trip. It was so fun. I also accidentally broke my mom's rib on that trip. So I forgot about that. <laughs> I had to until it came up this weekend at like a family event. And I was like, oh, like, why do you have to bring that up? Yeah, I was like, all right, well, we're not over it. Okay. We're not, clearly, we're not over it. We're not over it. Wait, so did she have to go to the hospital? Yeah, so. Tell the story if you will. <laughs> okay, so we were in San Diego visiting family. It was my grandpa's 90th. And the guy I was dating at the time who I'd been with for like four and a half years at that time. Um, it was his first time meeting that side of the family. And so we went to San Diego for a couple of days and we rented paddle boards because I'm like an avid paddle boarder. And my mom was like, oh, I've always wanted to do it. So we all paddle board. It's like my aunt and my cousins and we're all like pushing each other off. And I push my mom off (laughs) and I'm like, now thinking back, I'm like, you couldn't just fall normal, could you? (laughs) She tries to like stay up. And then instead of like just falling over, she tries to stay up and like falls backwards and lands on her back on the paddleboard and (laughs) cracks a rib. What? (laughs) And like, I didn't know what she fell. We were all laughing. Like, she was like, oh, that really hurt. And I was like, well, (laughs) you're dumb bitch. And it didn't fall the normal way. You fell backwards instead of sideways into the water. Exactly. You would have been fine. Right. I was like, everyone's falling sideways. Why are you not falling sideways? (laughs) She really didn't want to go in the water. No. And I said, like, I, I love my mom. She was my best friend. But I was like, come on, Sharon. Seriously. <laughs> you had to make this trip about yourself, didn't you? Damn it, didn't Sharon. You? And so we get, we are an hour out oh, in Mission Bay. Oh like, we're so far out. Because when you're paddling out, you go faster. And then you're coming back against the wind. And so she's paddling. And I knew. I, like, knew right away. I was like, ooh, something. Was it bruised? No. I mean, she was wearing a one piece. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't even, actually, I don't think she was wearing a bathing suit. <laughs> Which makes the fall even better. Um, but I was like, something's up. Like, what the way she's talking, and she doesn't really tend to get hurt very often. So I was like, it has to be something serious. Mm. <sighs> so I paddle all the way back as fast as I can, just so like I'm, and I start looking up hospitals because I was like anticipating it. She's like, no, it's fine. So we go back to our Airbnb, and she lays down and she's like, it's not okay. And I was like, yeah, I know. So we Uber to um like the urgent care around the corner and they were like i'm sorry like if you have to do x-rays you have to go to like an emergency room oh no so then and this was the summer 
like COVID started in March. This was that following summer. Yeah. So we went to the hospital and we Ubered there as well. And they obviously wouldn't let me in. And so like I'm standing outside and there's also a tent set up where a ton of people who clearly have COVID are standing. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here so fast. <laughs> Please hurry So up. I Uber back to our place. I pack up all of her stuff. And like we were switching from that Airbnb to another Airbnb up higher where all of our family is. Um, and so I was like, okay, um, called my second aunt and was like, can you pick her up from the hospital? Cause like, we don't have a car. Right. And so um, they were like, yep, you broke your rib. So they just like gave her some pain meds and my mom doesn't really like taking pain meds. So she took what she had to and then. Oh my just, gosh. I, I say it, like she just complained the rest of the trip, but. <laughs> She was in pain. I know. I felt really, really, she really was bad. In pain. My grandpa's like, "What happened?" Oh my! My, my mom was like, "We went paddleboarding." He's like, "Aren't you too old for that?" <gasps> I was like, "Apparently." I also like to tail onto the story and tangent more. This last New Year's, yeah. like my mom shouldn't do activities. This last New Year's, <laughs> we go to we go ice skating. Um, I live in the Bellevue area in Washington. We go ice skating at the Bellevue <laughs> ice skating rink. My mom falls and shatters her arm and cracks her head open. <laughs> what? Okay, your mom is done. I was like, no more activities together. No, Absolutely not. It was my first time in an ambulance. Cracks her head open? Yeah, actually, I've never been in an ambulance. <laughs> the guys were just, I like took a photo of her and the guys were looking at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, listen, she's going to be okay. Like, I know she's going to be fine. This is for later to laugh. Yeah, like nothing can kill my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but like. That is, was she conscious? Yes. Oh, okay. I remember That's we good. were like ice skating around and different boyfriend um, at the time who I'm now also not with. That's a whole nother story. Single as a Pringle. <laughs> um, and I remember like we were ice skating and I like to think I'm a pretty good ice skater. Like I took figure figure skating classes when I was young yeah. for like a month, but okay. like I'm a professional, obviously. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> And um, I was like skating around and I'm like, where is my mom? And I see like this group of people and I was like, oh no, I'm, like someone fell. And then Surely I realized real, my stepdad's like waving me over and I realized like, oh shit, it's mom. And I go over and her whole arm is just no! hanging down. And I was like, oh shit, this is serious. Okay. So I just like take my skates off and I'm like standing there and I'm talking to people and there was a nurse there and she was so helpful. Um, but I like, I knew I was like, your arm is broken. Like it's literally the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, has anyone noticed her head's bleeding? And the lady was like, oh my God, no, I didn't even look. And I was like, yeah. So then they come over, we like fill out all the forms, the paramedics come, I'm like taking videos. People have got to think I'm fucking insane. But now I look back on them and we laugh. And so, yeah, it's like, now whatever. it's funny. Yeah. See, at least you guys can laugh about it. I will say <laughs> my, you're like, kind of my like, poor it's, mother. it's clearly still a sore <laughs> subject for her mother, but that's fine. She's alive. This she, was, but did she die? No. Did you die? Though? Did you die? This that's is quite the intro. You're like, how do we meet? <laughs> Let me tell you my mom's accident. That's okay. It's, it's very interesting to me. Um, I will say as a nurse, um, bones. Absolutely not. Really? That's not. No. Mm -mm. I don't want to be an OR nurse specifically because like if we get someone that broke their bone and they need surgery, that makes me want to vom so fast. I have no problem with it. I um, like it's sticking. Was it sticking out of her arm? No, thankfully. But I have seen that on multiple occasions. Like being a I used to be a gymnastics coach and I coached gymnastics for eight years and I worked with like high level kids. And (laughs) if she was not my student, 
thankfully, or my athlete. Is like, first of all, it wasn't like, me. Yeah, it was not me. Um, but she was going from like the lower bar to the upper bar and she fell and put both of her arms out and both of her elbows snapped. Oh, no. No. Everyone was like freaking out. I was like, okay, so an ambulance, do we call one now? I think yes. And so she got rushed, had casts on both arms. I was like, Ugh. See, I'd be so scared. They'd be like, is there a nurse here? And I'd be like, yeah, is there a nurse here? I <laughs> can't handle nurse? this. I'm going to bomb. <laughs> anyone? Is there anyone around? <laughs> that, would, that would get me. Be like, Lindsay, aren't you a nurse? No. No, 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 not no, 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 no. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> so I am a nurse, as mm-hmm. I'm sure people listening, if you don't know, I'm a nurse. Um, I hope that they know. I know. But if you didn't, now you know. <laughs> and Alexis is not a nurse. No. So tell us what you do. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I... I'm in marketing and I'm currently between jobs. It's a really tough market out there right now, which is really unfortunate. Um, But I do like a lot of marketing, PR. I really enjoy social media marketing. On top of that, I have my own podcast called Books and BS with my good friend, Kaylin. You guys should go listen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have Aurora Designs, which is my like woodworking, crafting side business that I do which I love. Super talented. Thank you. Yes, I like to think so. You are. (laughs) Seriously, there's not a lot of people, let alone women that I know. True. I don't like to say let alone women because women can do all things. Absolutely. But I don't know a lot of women in woodworking. Yeah. So I find that really intriguing. I mean, I love it. It's super empowering. I absolutely love it. Um, And then I'm starting real estate school this week. (laughs) Dude, you're all over the place. Yeah, I'm like, I what can I throw at the wall and what will stick? I love that, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, that's why I chose nursing. I pretty much was throwing anything and everything at the wall, and that's what stuck. And yeah. I was like, all right. Did I want to be a nurse? No. Do I like taking care of people? Sure. That's fun. It, it can be fulfilling. I like the stories you get out of it. Yeah. Yeah, they're great. They're great. And then, you know, I would say, like, taking care of people is the easy part. It's all the other shit I don't care for. You know, I'm like, you didn't tell me that part in nursing school. I wanted to be a nurse. Like really badly. So two of my best friends are lawyers and like they were going to be lawyer. Well, one of them we thought would go off to like the Peace Corps or something. And she's an environmental lawyer. So close enough. But it was like they were going to go off and do like lawyery things. And I was going to be like the doctor or nurse. And that was kind of like how we'd always landed. And then I went off to college and I um, got a medical anthropology, global health and nutrition degree. And it was just like I specialized in TB and whoa malaria <laughs> tuberculosis and malaria and um Please, okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. this is interesting and um i also specialized in vaccines but i don't remember a lot of it i like blacked a lot of it out as you do in college Fair. and i just remember like talking to my professors and they're like yeah you can go to mozambique and like do trials with malaria stuff and blah 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 and i was like okay and they're like you see a lot of people die though and i was like oh Okay. And then my other professors were like, yeah, you could like work in hospitals and like do TB stuff. I needed to go get my master's if I wanted to do that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could like do trials and like see how different medication and stuff like that is working on patients. And they were like, you see a lot of people die. And I was like, oh, my gosh. like okay i don't like that part i don't want to do that i don't want to i've i mean i lost my parent when i was younger and i'm like i don't want to i don't want to do that part no and so i it was like my last semester that i figured all this out and i was like well we're in so deep already yeah so i graduated and then went and worked at a coffee shop (laughs) hey yeah that's okay though like i feel like um i don't know how old were you when you were going through all that sorry I keep looking down there. If you're watching YouTube and you see me, I'm very scared that I'm going to lose the audio. So She's just not interested. I'm just ignoring everything she's saying. 
No, I just am so scared I'm going to lose the audio. So I have to keep looking down. Okay, sorry. Um, When I was going through college? Yeah. I mean, were you like in your early 20s? Yeah, like normal? normal college age. It took me five years to do college. I did two years at a junior college. Okay. And then three years at UW. Okay. Yeah, I feel like um, when we're in our like early 20s, we feel like we have to have it all together and know oh everything God, yeah. and like be an adult. <laughs> like you think you are an And you like technically you're an adult, but, but truthfully, Somehow. you're not. You're like still a, a child. I mean, I turned 30 next month and I'm like... I'm still 17. See, and I'm 31 now. I have Ugh. to keep saying that. I, I've been literally the past two weeks, someone has asked me, how old are you? I said 30. Then I left and I was like, I just lied. I didn't mean to. I just forget that I'm actually 31. I'm just gaslighting myself just gaslighting thinking I'm myself. younger. But it's true. Like 20s are for discovery. Trying it all out. Like it's totally okay if you're yes. dabbling in anything and everything. My therapist has been telling me, I've been going to therapy for eight years <laughs> and my therapist has been telling me, yeah. It well, is. we connected on like mental health issues. Yes. For sure. A little and bit of trauma bonding, but it's fine. Yeah, no, totally trauma bonding. <laughs> Not true trauma bonding, so it's no, fine. No, 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 Um, But I, my therapist has always been like, you are made for your 30s. Like, just wait. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I, I believe that. happening? After knowing you, I believe that. You're, you. you're going to love your 30s because I just feel like I've only been 30 for one year now. But... <laughs> But, you know, it's been great. And, like, just looking back and being like, okay, I did all that stuff and it was mm -hmm. totally normal. Like, how many people bounce around different careers and try anything and everything? And then some people are even like, college isn't for me or yeah. nursing. You know, I've got plenty of friends that went to nursing school and then they stopped and they're like, when, or we're a full nurse. And then they're like, this isn't for me. So I just feel like it, it's totally okay to, like, bounce around. I think the hardest thing for me is that, like, a, I would say, gosh. 90 80 90 of my friends are married and like starting to try and have kids and i had always had the goal of like being married by the time i was 25 and having kids by like 27 28 and now i'm like about to be 30 and i am single you had this like yeah plan yeah. Mm -hmm. in your head you're are you type a yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i didn't want to say it. i figured you were <laughs> in the best way because i i need some of that but I feel like type A people, they always have like their plan in their mm -hmm. head. And so sometimes when it doesn't go as you plan, uh -huh. anxiety, immediate. Absolutely. And I like, that's why I started therapy was yeah. because I was like, okay, so um, I'm single. I'm 20, whatever. You can do the math, whatever eight years is. And 21. Yeah, I'm 21. I want to be engaged for four years before I get married. I'm single. Yeah um the How's math is gonna work yeah the math is not math math ain't math and so i found a therapist and it was like the first thing i told him i was like i want to be married in four years but i want to be engaged for four years but like i am not dating anyone <laughs> what am i gonna do and yeah. he was like let's dive into that and like oh. it there's like a lot of religious stuff on the back end that was like putting me into that headspace and like as an almost 30 year old um i'm so so glad that like i did not get married young just because of where i was mm -hmm. personally and like again 80 percent, 90 percent of my friends are married yeah uh, me yes and um like it's great for them and it's worked out really well for them and i want that really badly yes <laughs> and i want a family but um i pick really shitty guys so and you don't want to settle no and i do like i settle so hard <laughs> we'll see let me tell you something though you're like you're like um you know my friends are married like me yes and we got married young i had just mm -hmm. turned 22 um that's you guys like barely dated literally too. a child bride i mean not really but pretty much pretty much pretty much yeah child. in my head that's a child bride but we say all the time like what was the rush yeah 
what was the rush? We would have been fine dating. We would, but when you really like dive in, it's religious background, Mm -hmm. our parents, you know, everyone around us, you get married super, super young. My, my husband's family, the boys in the family all got married really quick, like within six months of meeting the person. So it's like, okay, this makes sense. Uh Nothing's wrong with it because we've all worked out, but like you definitely grow. Like we just said, like through your twenties, like you grow. It's not really about it's about discovery so well and you and your husband have like no doubt gone through trials and tribulations is that how you say it yeah yeah and um like you guys have to make a conscious decision to grow together and that's what i've seen a lot of my like i mean if my friends are listening to this i love you guys yeah like i've seen a lot of my friends go through struggles in their marriages and it really like for them it all boils down to like we have to make such a conscious choice Mm -hmm. to choose each other and grow together Mm -hmm. and like step out of our comfort zone and i've seen how hard that's been for some of them but it's like that's why you're still together absolutely that's why it's working absolutely um yeah i totally agree with that um and the guys i pick just would never do that so hey but at least you know that yeah i mean at least you're not for real settling like 21 year old you was like okay in four years so next guy you know like settling just to make that plan work yeah that would have been not good right. and like i do i very badly want to get married i really want to have babies like yeah. i want to be a mom really badly but i also am like at this point like i'm single i have three dogs that i'm obsessed with i have a house over my head a roof over my head and like i love my parents i love my friends like there's not really anything lacking in my life. Right. And so if I don't get married and I don't have kids, yeah, I'll be sad, but like right. still be very happy with who I am. I'm sure you'll still get, I'm sure that part of your plan will still work out. I would like to think so too. Yeah. yeah, yeah Just yeah. not on your timeline. No. Nope. You know, which is okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. So we talked about you did consider nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard of burnout? I'm sure you have. Burnout's not just in healthcare, but like work burnout, work burnout. Absolutely, one of my really good friends is in work burnout right now. I've been in it, and I'm like, girl, you need to quit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you, like, if you've been in it, what is your what's your suggestion to people? Side note, sorry. Wow, my brain's going. So I had anxiety this morning, and then I'm drinking a um, energy mm-hmm. drink. Yeah, so that's not. Plus, I have ADHD. So these are not good combos. I wouldn't suggest, but it's happening. <laughs> and before I get further into the podcast, I want to make sure I don't forget this because my last couple guests I forgot. So every guest, I ask them a question uh-huh. um, from the previous guest. And then I, I love by this. the end of the podcast, I want to ask you a question for the next guest. You're not going to know who it is. Okay. So the the previous guest that I remembered because there's been a couple um, was Raquel Frisella, skincare queen. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. So this was her question for the next guest. It is, what mark do you want to leave on the world or what is your legacy? Which I was like, whoa, that's deep. I like know the answer right away. <laughs> See, then it was meant for you. This is how these are working out. Like yeah, people no, are this like, this is good. Okay. Um, I don't I, like, let's see if I can put this into words. The, what I want to leave is that like being your true authentic self and like really truly just living authentically is what you are designed to be. Like it's who you are meant to be. And as long, like, it doesn't matter if you're going against the flow of things mm-hmm. or if you are disrupting things, like as long as you're not hurting anyone, cause like, that's a whole thing. Like don't hurt people, be For nice. Sure. But like, if you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting yourself and you're just authentically living you and you are happy, like do it, fucking yeah. do it. Like there's nothing, like I'm fucking crazy. I have three large dogs by myself. <laughs> like. 
but I love it. I'm right. so happy. And the the type of person that I am, like you'll, there's a lot of physical things that I might not really love about myself, but I genuinely like who I am as a person. Mm. And like, I'll happily toot my own horn. And I don't care if it sounds cocky to people, but like, I like who I am so much. Like, I think I'm really smart. I think I'm like intelligent. I think I'm kind, like I could list on forever. And that's because I genuinely live yeah. the way that I feel like I'm designed to. I love that you're confident in who you are. Absolutely. Which is super attractive in its own sense, you know? Like being confident is something I think I've struggled with my whole life, like pretending to be confident, but not truly being confident until the past few years where I've been learning who I am through therapy mm -hmm. and really diving into what I want for me and then being totally okay with it. Well, and it's like, I, so I'm an only child, which like, if you have a child, please have another. <laughs> Do not, don't have an only child. It's rough. Yep. PSA. <laughs> the, the general consensus is either like, oh my God, I loved being an only child or like, I fucking hated it. Yeah, and the ones who loved it had a great childhood and uh, us the ones that hated it did not have a good childhood but um i think it has a lot to do with your childhood like i didn't have like i, I will say now like my mom is my best friend now but i hated her for a really long time and i like resented being born <laughs> for such a long time and so it's like I, the only person i could rely on was myself yeah and so i learned really quickly like i had to like who i was yeah to be able to keep going and so that was, that's like how I ended up with the confidence that I have. And like, sometimes it sucks, but. No, that's really cool. Like, just so you can also admit like where you came from and then where you are now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. It is interesting though, because I came from, I mean, I have like, a, I always call it my family bush, mm -hmm. which my husband's like, stop calling it that because that sounds like a porno gone wrong. But family, family. <laughs> my family tree don't google this at home don't google this not safe for work um <laughs> no uh because i came from a large family in the grand scheme of things yeah it's okay um i'm just and, like am i gonna spill it no no um i had i guess like most of my growing up i had five siblings in total but my mom for a long time it was just me and my little sister until she married my stepdad and then we i gained three yeah step siblings um but it's interesting because like you felt it's just interesting how you can still live like similar lives like for a while I resented my mom for a lot of different things mm -hmm. um but we both grew up like you grew up without siblings I grew up with siblings it's just interesting like it could go either way I think everything everyone is so everyone can relate to each other so much more than they think we just want to think that we're special yeah and like we're really not and that sounds that sounds <laughs> no, 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 so bad but like one of my best friends the, one of my lawyer friends um she we were on a cruise recently together for our other best friend the other lawyer her wedding <laughs> and i was having so much anxiety because i absolutely fucking hated my job and i hated the way i was being treated my boss was like it was absolutely harassment and i should have done something about it but I was telling her like all the things I was going through and she has known me since high school. And she's like, Alexis, you're not special. What you're going through is not special. Like everyone feels this way when they first enter corporate America. And some of you might think like, oh my God, what a bitch to say that. And I <laughs> hugged her and I was like, every single time I'm having anxiety on this cruise, I need you to tell me that. Because it is like the feeling of anxiety is that you are alone, yeah. but you're not. Like the things you're experiencing do not make you like special. It makes yeah. you unique. It grows your character. It fucking sucks. But like, you're not alone. What, ha what has happened to you has happened to someone else or yeah. at least something close to it. And I think that, 
if we just recognize that a little bit more that like you came from a larger family Mm -hmm. but you still have some issues with your mom yeah yeah yeah. and i came from a small family up until recently i had some shit with my mom too like Mm -hmm. it's like oh like let's talk about that like let's bond over that and you form these really nice connections with people and you get to help them and sometimes you help yourself Mm -hmm. but i think we're all just a little our heads are up our asses a little too for sure our ego's a little big sometimes we like really think that we matter we're like no one can relate to us and i'm like there are people out there that can most people (laughs) yeah probably most people can relate Okay, so we were talking about burnout before I had my ADHD yeah, yeah, yeah. side note thing. And um, you said you you had gone through burnout. You had a friend go through burnout. Many nurses go through burnout. But I only bring this up – well, I bring this up for a couple of reasons. I think nurses think that they're the only one going through burnout because hmm. it's such – burnout is a is like a t- hot topic. Like um, – I don't even know. I can't think of the word. But like a – like red button. Like everyone everyone – talks about it everyone knows what it is you know what it is in nursing school you know what it is after school like it's a topic that's brought up almost daily I feel like like nurse burnout um and it's real like it's definitely real because the healthcare system is somewhat fucked up um I would retract the word somewhat uh, yeah it just is (laughs) true it just is but but like I brought it up with you because you're not in healthcare and I know that other people experience burnout. So I kind of wanted to touch on that just like a little bit because I want nurses and new grads and nursing students to realize like you can probably change your environment if you are burned out. Because the one thing you said was, girl, quit. Yeah. Fucking quit. <sighs> Fucking quit. Immediately. I I didn't experience burnout at my last job um, <laughs> because I was really good at setting boundaries. Like if you are experiencing burnout like set some better boundaries go see a therapist Mm -hmm. immediately because like i didn't know how to set boundaries or what boundaries looked like like boundaries always sounded like such a bad thing right like a scary thing that was unattainable yeah yeah and now i'm like no i just don't do that or like i can't think of anything off the top of my head that i don't do but like there is a lot because i've just had those boundaries in place for so long now but i i think like almost every job up until my last two like I was constantly burnt out. I was in fight or flight mode. My adrenals were fucked. And I just, it's like you go to bed thinking about work. You dream about work. You wake up thinking about work. You're at work thinking about work. That isn't the work that you're working on. Like <laughs> literally, it's literally the only thing that's going on in your head. And like, you're like, oh, I have a weekend off. Heck yeah. And all you do is think about work the whole time. You're like, well, and like for me, I could have, I can work from home. So it's like, oh, I might as well just hop on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And at the i might be like a little too nonchalant about this but like it's just a fucking job no it it, true it's just a fucking job and this is i'm not blind to say that this is privilege coming too but money will come oh i'm like my bank account looks really sad right now you're doing all the things i am and it's like the money i just trust i'm like a very spiritual woo-woo person and like i trust that as long as I'm staying authentic to who I am and trying and showing the universe that I'm willing to fucking show up and work, it will work out. And like, if you're willing to put so much of your being, like your entity into work for a job that's not for you, imagine how successful you could be at a job that is meant for you. And like, it's the same thing. Like, think about what you would tell your friend if it was a bad relationship. Yeah. 
Like, oh, if you can love the wrong man this deeply, imagine how you can love the right man Mm -hmm. and how that will feel. And it's the same thing. Like, if you can do such a good job or care so much at your current job, imagine what it's like when you're at the correct spot. Oh, my God, yeah. When you're at a place that, like, truly values you and loves you and is willing to be like, yeah, you're having a rough day. It's fine. Take off a few hours early. And I know nursing, you can't just, like, up and leave. Yeah. But, like... I just I think that if you're in a position where you constantly find yourself being like, dang, I wish I wasn't here. Dang, I wish I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be there. No, you can go work at a coffee shop. Yes. Like it's the, this idea. This this is going to set me off. Ugh. Ah. The idea of like, it's my first big girl job or like, are you going to get a big girl job? And I people said that to me when I was working at the coffee shop and like I did great. I made such good money there. <laughs> but like, you're like, please. Yeah, I was like, please. Um, <laughs> But it's like. They're like, oh, but it's time to get a big girl job. And I'm first off, I'm fucking working on it. Like, I just got out of college. I don't know what I want to do. I've dabbled in marketing for so long. I don't want to go back to marketing. I do love it, but it's not like my life passion. But it's like, if I have a job and I'm bringing income in and I can support myself, that's a big girl job. That's what I was going to say. That Who says that's not a big girl job? I'm like, get, Are you paying your bills? get out of here. Like I am on the dating market. Like I'm out there <laughs> and I'll see guys and they're like, yeah, I just do X, Y, Z or like I paint cars or I'm a pest person or like I blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Like, don't, you don't need to talk about it like it's, and not, I mean, men tend not to talk poorly about their jobs because they all think that they're really great. But I'm like... That's great. Like you have a job. Congratulations. Right. That's a big kid job. Absolutely. No, I love that. It's, it's so true. Quit, leave, change your environment. Mm-hmm. New grads struggle with this so bad. I mean, I did for a while too, but like realizing that just because you start on whatever unit or mm-hmm. in a clinic or outpatient, wherever you start, plastic surgery, and you hate it or the environment's toxic or whatever it is, is making you the cons outweigh the pros of your job, leave. I don't care if it's six months in, I don't care if it's a year, two years, whatever, 15 years. Like, it's something I'm so passionate about now, which is why I love travel nursing, Mm because I don't have to stay there long enough to be like, (laughs) like, believe me, I don't care about your politics or your unit culture, because I'm getting the fuck out of here in 13 weeks. Or if you ask me to sign an extension, it depends. Yeah. Do I feel burnt out here? Then I'm definitely not signing here, you know? But like, I feel like people need to know, because a lot of most new nurses are young, um, but this goes to any age because I know that nursing is like a timeless career. Absolutely. You can start at any time. So if you're feeling that, like freaking leave. Leave. Go somewhere else. There's and like again, I'm not in healthcare, but like I know that there are a lot of options out there for like working at clinics and working in like I think you go work at like a doctor's office yeah. instead of a hospital. Yeah, like a school online. There's virtual nursing now. Whoa. Yeah, I was like, maybe what? I should reconsider nursing. Like, <laughs> I mean, I thought about it, but but and but the thing is, is like even if you have been a nurse for 10, 15 years, how long have you been doing it? Coming up on five years. Say so you've been doing it for five years. Go be a real estate agent. You don't have to keep doing it. Like yeah. just because you put that time and energy into it that doesn't mean you have to stay there. And I do think that that's like a boomer, as the youngins say. Like that's, back then you picked a career and you stayed with it. And that's because the job market was a lot more stable and our economy was way different than it is now. Absolutely. And so you could do that. You had job security. Right. Like, oh my (laughs) gosh, it is insane how quick companies are to just let people go these days. And it's like, 
if you just invested some like energy in me and looking at men like the management around me you might see that it's not my problem right if you like you have to grow people Mm -hmm. like you don't just hire someone and be like you're experienced you know what to do that's not how it works no but back in the day like my mom and my dad were in their careers for so long like my mom recently switched careers and in her friend group it's like wild that she's doing that and i'm like these days i feel like everyone's switching careers every five to ten years all the time it's like it's as often as people buy new cars yes i mean truthfully most nurses i know have a second career Mm -hmm. either they're phasing nursing out or that is just their boundary and not picking up overtime and another way to make more income because unfortunately nursing doesn't typically pay the bills for most people which is just another crazy fact insane to me absolutely insane teachers and nurses i just i'm sorry they're they're so i I do think teachers shout out they have it worse but nurses are right under it one of my best friends teacher and i do think she has a pretty bad i'm just like i feel (laughs) but at least i hope they know that we the people are behind them i'm like they deserve so much more resources and so do nurses obviously Mm -hmm. i'm a nurse i know that but like teachers i'm like they're the ones raising our freaking kids it, it, that's just a whole nother thing, but it is wild. And I know why they're leaving their profession. Absolutely. And, and so many of them are There's leaving. There's no work-life ba- like balance at all. Like my best friend, I am constant. I'm like, I could never do what you're doing because she's like, she. you go to work, you're a teacher all day long, and then you go home and you work more. And like yes. when she first started off teaching, she'd also just gotten married and I'd go hang out with them and like we'd all grade papers together. Her husband, I, I mean, I didn't really grade papers, but because it was like, to help. yeah, I tried to help. I was like, that's a great A that you wrote right there. But it's like, I'm like, this is what you guys are doing? Like you're newlyweds. It's crazy. It's insane to me. And like, again, it's worked out really well. She loves her career and like her husband is amazing, like so supportive, but I'm also like, I could not. Mm -mm. I could not. Like at my last job, the second five o'clock hit, if I was like done with a task, I was done. And I had coworkers that would be on for like another two or three hours. And I'm like, you're not getting paid for that. It is 2023. We are acting our wage. Yes. Yes. Like you act your wage. And like if you are, I was a senior PR and marketing specialist and that made decent money. And it was like, okay, I'm working my ass off to do those things because I'm getting paid well for it. I am acting my wage, but I'm not going to start work at seven and end at 8 p.m. Right. That's insane. Absolutely insane. It's totally insane. And you get burnout very Mm -hmm. quickly. And then you're thinking about it all the time and working people like, oh, you can just work on the weekend. I'm like, no, I can't. No, I refuse to. I don't put my work email on my phone. I absolutely refuse to like even um, Aurora designs like that's not on my phone. It's only I can only access it through my laptop because I know I'll sit there and do things. But like there are so many options out there for you. And like, what would you tell your kid? What would you tell your best friend? Like you deserve to have a work life balance. We as human beings were not born. We were not born with the like what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's not what we're meant to be. We're not mm-hmm. meant to be worker bees. Yeah. We're meant to live our lives. And that goes back to like the guest question of like, you know, living your authentic self. Yeah. Like, are you authentically supposed to sit behind a desk all day? All day? Is that all you're supposed to do? And like, like for nurses, I know nurses that pick up six days a week, seven days a week. And I'm like, 12 hour shifts? What are you doing? Oh my God. One of my first things, anytime I start a contract, you know, managers will come around and they'll be like, hey, so, you know, we're kind of short this day. Would you like to pick up? I'm very kind. I'm like, hey, no, actually I'm busy that day. But just so you know, I do not pick up shifts. Yeah. 
like ever. It doesn't, I don't care what the incentive is. I don't care how much you're paying. Someone else will do that. I'm not, it's not, it ain't gonna be me. One of my, well, and (laughs) oh gosh, I like, I feel so passionately about this because it's like, okay, so say you do, you pick up all those shifts, you help all those people. Like, well, I mean, in nursing, it's a little different because you actually are saving lives and changing lives. Yeah, that's true. But yes. Um, But like, if you work your ass off and you work six, seven days a week and you're working like 12 to 15 hours and you're never home, like when you die, it's not going to say hard worker on gravestone. (laughs) You might not even have a gravestone because your kids are going to be like, I don't even know who my parent was. And that is like such a big thing to me where like, yeah, I want to be able to support my dogs and hopefully my children someday (laughs) and my spouse with whatever they want to do in their lives. But I am not going to be that person that just works my ass off constantly to quote unquote provide Mm -hmm. this lifestyle and like set myself up for the future because it's like I could die tomorrow. And then what? I've just worked my entire life away. Yeah. And everyone's gonna be like, I wish I'd spent more time with Alexis, but she was never available because she was working. That's a great thought process through Mm -hmm. it. I don't think people think about that because they are typically thinking, well, this money will provide blank. Yeah. And it's like, but what about the time that that you spent there? Time is money to me and time is the most valuable currency. It absolutely is. And I just can't. It is the only thing you cannot replenish. It's the only thing. And it's one of my favorite things, like you said earlier, like you found boundaries and how to how to stand with your boundaries. And that's something I've grown to love in the mm-hmm. past couple of years, specifically with my career. Cause I'm like, no, I work 36 hours a week. I don't work anymore. Period, period, period. I'm done. I go home, I go do whatever the fuck I want. And I don't think about nursing when I go home most of the time. You know, you have those days where like yeah. something happens, but most of the time I leave it at work. And if I fucked something up, I'll find out next time I go in. Mm-hmm. If you call me on a weekend, I'm not answering. What's the worst that happens? You get fired? Okay. Yeah, bye. And like I, as a very high anxiety person who I'm heavily medicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Love that. But like as someone who does really understand how anxiety works and those trains of thought, train of thoughts and intrusive thoughts. Oh my God, the intrusive thoughts. I get that that's terrifying. But setting those boundaries up for yourself like whoever you are, we're going to call you Susie. Susie is going like Susie in five months is going to thank current Susie for the uncomfortableness that you're putting yourself through. And the only way that you grow as a human is by being uncomfortable and it sucks and it's uncomfortable, but you're such a better person for it. And like you, the relationship that you get to have, like even with your husband, with Mm -hmm. your friends getting to do things like this Mm -hmm. is because you have work-life boundaries. Right. And when you pass very 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 far from now yeah people are going to look back and be like wow Lindsay was and list off all these things instead of like yeah she worked a lot she was a nurse like i think about i um at one point was like a household manager for this family and they made so much money but they were never around and like they had a nanny for their teenage kids to drive the kids around and do stuff and i just was like yeah. Your kids don't even know who you are. Mm-mm. But they're like, we work hard to put this roof over your head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's great. What about like game night? What about like knowing your children? Do you yeah. even know who your kid's dating right now? Right. Do you know how that how much they hate XYZ currently, but you keep forcing them to do it? Right. Do you know their favorite food? No. Yeah. And that's what people remember. That's so true. Because like, I don't look back on my parents and be like, God, they were such hard workers. I look, and I think that a lot of this comes from like, I lost my father when I was 17 yeah. and he did work a lot. And I look back and think like, I don't, there's not a lot of things where I'm like, dang, Gary was blink, 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 blink. Yeah. I think like, ah, oh, 
he wasn't really around a lot and he had yeah. an addiction and his side of the family is horrid and blah, 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 blah. And when I think about my mom, who for a long time didn't work because she was battling three different types of cancer at once, mm-hmm. this poor woman, not the more I say, I'm so sorry, mom. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um, um, but like, the more I think about it, like, I do have a lot, although I have a lot of animosity towards my childhood, I do have a lot of really good things to say about my mom now yeah. looking back and realizing what she was going through. Absolutely. And I'm like, that's way more important than my mom made so much money. Absolutely. No, I love that. That's some really good advice. Stuff I'll have to think about later. The other, I'm going to, I'm going to say this other one thing. And yes. I hope that like this really sticks with people is you, I cannot remember how many minutes there are in a day. Do you know off the top of your head? Oh, I'd have to do some math. You keep talking. I'll look. However many minutes there are in a day, let's say that you have that much money. Every time that something sits in your brain, you have to give the money. So if you spend five minutes thinking about something, you're giving $5 to it. 1440 1440 So you have $1,440. And every minute that you spend thinking about something, you give that money to it. So at the end of the day, how much money have you given to thinking about your job? Yeah. You could walk away with all $1,440, maybe $1,400, let's say. You spend 40 minutes thinking about work. Sure. Whatever. That's still $1,400 you get to walk away with and do whatever you want. Sure. But what if you give all of it to that? You give hours and hours and hours and you walk away with $40. That's it? You just threw your money away at it. Mm -hmm. Because I know people are really money motivated. So that's always been a really good analogy for me. It's a great analogy. My... That, I'm probably going to steal that from you because Please do. <laughs> one of my favorites is like you can't pour from an empty cup. Absolutely. So work-life balance. If you don't have work-life balance and specifically in this scenario, you're always working. Your cup f- will be empty, mm-hmm. period. There's no other way around it. And so how are you, for nurses specifically, how are you going to go care for someone, take care of a person accurately efficiently when you have nothing to give? Yeah. You're probably the jaded nurse. You're probably the kind of an asshole Mm -hmm. and your parent your patients your parents your patients are a little scared of you most likely because of your attitude and you're never giving back to yourself so it's just like if you're getting to that point or you realize you're at that point it's time to pivot one thousand percent yeah it's time to pivot it absolutely is um so i'm pivoting um let's pivot when (laughs) makes me think of the friends episode Um, so anytime if something um, how do I put this who do you call or text or do you go straight to the doctor if (laughs) if you have like a a healthcare concern have you ever had a healthcare no pause do you have any nurse friends yeah I have one have you ever texted them and been like hey do you know what this rash is or do you know what the scratch is what should i do about this broken arm anything like that no because i did spend so much time like in the athletic world in the yeah so field. like i have a pretty good idea of stuff right off the bat okay. i will google but i don't go to like webmd <laughs> okay that was my next thing yeah. like this like the example i have on here is like who do they call whenever google says they're dying from the splinter in their toe you know like it always yeah. says it ends in death and you're like I again like witchy woo woo type girl. I'm like, does my gut say this is bad or good? I'm like, mm, I should go to the hospital. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Or like, eh, it'll be fine. Like, there's been a lot of stuff where I'm just like, yeah, it'll buff out. Yeah, it's okay. It's it is fine. what it is. I do like. I will call. Oh, actually, I've so I have one nurse friend, but I have another friend that is um, she's a sonographer, like the ultrasound. Yeah, and um, 
her dad was a paramedic for i probably am wrong about this but like 50 years i think long time yeah and like three she's one of four and the other three are boys okay and so like boys always get hurt and like (laughs) i will call her and be like hey what do i so one of my exes broke his arm and i remember calling and was like do i go to urgent care or do we go to the emergency room what do we do she's like emergency room great question though yeah great question because i was like dang i remember when her husband did xyz and they had to go here because they didn't do the right x-rays and the whatever where do i go and so like i will call her and if she doesn't know i'm like "Mm, she probably go to the hospital then yeah 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 no that's good i've had friends i am family my little sister um you know, they'll have like a rash, even if it's like on her dog. She'll send me a picture of this rash on You're her dog. You're a vet now. I'm a vet now. <laughs> I'm a nurse, so I must be a vet. I'm like, Lauren. Yeah, Lauren, it's you. Who's We're talking listening? about you. Talking about you. She'll send me a picture of her dog and she'll be like, do you know what this rash is? First of all, I never even see the rash. I'm like, I don't see anything in this picture. What rash are you talking what about? What rash are you talking about? Second of all, I'm not a vet. Third, Call vet. <laughs> I also like to me. the other thing is like go talk to a parent. Yeah, like I got stung by a bee the like a couple weeks ago, and it was on my collarbone, and it was like so stiff. And I have been stung by a bee before, but I'd never had that type of reaction to it. I wasn't like breaking out too much. I was like, okay, we don't need to go to the hospital. But I remember it had been like a week after and I still had a little like hard bump. And I remember talking to, um, I volunteered at Animal Sanctuary and I remember talking to the sanctuary manager and was like, you're a mom. (laughs) Have your kids ever been stung by bees? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what's this? What's going on here? And she's like, go home and take some Benadryl. And I was like, okay. I did it and it was gone the next day. It was fine. Yeah. So not an allergic, maybe not a severe allergic reaction. Because it kind of does sound like a small allergic reaction. Definitely. But I was like, I can breathe. We're fine. Yeah. As long as you can breathe. I can still breathe. It's okay. I think that's funny. Um, Yeah. It's like kind of a common joke. I feel like among nurses, like, what did your friend text you this week that's Mm -hmm. wrong? And you're like, can you go see a doctor? Like, first of all, I can't diagnose anything. So can you go see a doctor? Second of all, yeah. I mean, hospital urgent care is perfect. That's a great question. Because I feel like most people don't know. And a lot of people come to the hospital ER for like a headache when that's when you go to the urgent care. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole there's a whole thing about that. But I just thought that was funny. I always say like call too. Like, hey, yeah. we're driving towards you. So-and-so shattered their arm. Should we come to you or go to the emergency room? Right. And they'll tell you what to do. Right. Absolutely. I'm a big advocate for like ask the dumb questions. Yeah. Like who cares if you sound stupid? I will walk up to a random stranger and be like, hi, do you know where XYZ is? And they'll yes. be like, what? And I'm like, well, I tried. Right. Whatever. Ask the dumb questions. I ask dumb questions every day. That's something I tell new guys. That new guys are so scared to ask questions that they won't. And yeah. then that's how you kill somebody. Absolutely. And I'm like, ask the dumb questions. Here, I'll ask a dumb question. Like they'll ask me stuff that they learned that they're learning in nursing school, and I have already graduated nursing school. I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, I don't remember that shit at all. Would I would be like, wouldn't you rather be looked at as stupid than a murderer? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to kill someone, or you want to just look a little dumb today? I also, like we were at a we were at a baseball game, and my friend was like, I really like that guy's jacket. I was like, I'll just ask him where he got it. And they're like, What? And I was like, Sir. <laughs> They're like, no. Where'd you get that jacket from? And he's like, oh, it was a gift. It's like a vintage. And I was like, oh, darn. Okay, well, it's cute. Yeah. We just moved on. It's like not that hard. No, and I was like, so what if he thinks that I'm weird? Or like one of my good friends, I met her at a dog park and I overheard her talking to someone about how she'd just moved there. She was going through a divorce. And I literally walked up and was like, hi, do you want to be friends? (laughs) And she was like, 
Yeah. And oh. I was like, great. I could tell you like all the places to go, the this and the that. And she's like, that'd be amazing. Oh. And that was over a year ago and we're tight. See, you're really friendly though and very welcoming. <laughs> you are. Thank you. We met, this is the third time we've ever hung out. Yeah, this is true. But I feel like I know Alexis like, yeah, nobody's business. I could text her about anything. Yeah. I see you on, t- on TikTok and Instagram. I'm like, that's my bestie. Yeah, I'm like, I know her. Go girl, go. Yes. After our first time hanging out, we were Snapchatting each other or it was, I don't know if it was just like video over messenger or whatever. Yeah. And it was like, I feel like you're like a soul sister. Yeah. We we're like, we're meant to know each other. I was like, yep. absolutely. Yep. You yeah. just meet someone and you just vibe and you're like, yep, this was meant to happen. Totally. That's how I felt with you. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving on. I have a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, I am going to save the best for a separate segment. Okay. I think it would be fun to do, to show you common medical device images. Absolutely. And throw them on the Patreon because people can watch them. My friend Jen is going to be like, I've showed you all of these. How do you not know? (laughs) How do you not know who these are? Um, But I just have a few more questions. So like, what do you think um, like a healthcare worker or, or nurse's job looks day to day? terrible (laughs) first off like that has got to be so 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 i have a friend that i grew up with and um she was a er nurse during or i guess i don't know if you call it er anymore ed either one emergency department or ER. during covid in washington dc and she would post about it on facebook shout out to emily like you're such a badass and i just could not even like imagine It, it has got to be so hard First off, you're not only having to like communicate with other nurses and doctors and all those, all the staff all the team, yeah. that's go like that is behind everything, but you're also having to deal with patients and you're having to deal with patients that lie about things a yeah. lot or over exaggerate, under exaggerate, withhold information. And then there's like the family members. And I just, that's a lot of multitasking. That's a lot of, you really have to like trust your gut on a lot of things of like, do I say this? Do I bring that? How do I be nice right now while this yeah. person's calling me a fucking idiot? Yeah. Like, how do I encourage them to tell the truth and do X, Y, Z? And so I just I don't know how y'all do it because it sounds exhausting. I know that it is probably very, very, very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And you have to have that type of like being a healer gene inside of you. But I just am constantly in awe. Like it's got to be rough day to day. Even if you have great patients, like you're still they're there because they're sick. Right. It definitely is. And I feel like it's nice talking to someone who's not in healthcare because to be honest, like sometimes I get worried that people not in healthcare don't see it sometimes, but you just like listed everything. Truthfully, we do go through that stuff and people calling us fucking assholes and stuff. I'm like, I'm trying to help you. I'm literally in charge of you, sir. So if you could not. Could you not? And then I I have to remind myself, like this person is in pain or is in some form of an emotion Mm -hmm. to the extreme. So they're not acting their normal self. I like to pretend that way. However, I will say, you can call me a fucking asshole once or twice, but if it's all day long, I'm like, hey, okay, listen, we're going to have a talk. I'm trying to help you. Uh, I can't help you with you constantly calling me a bitch, an asshole. I know this fly. Like, <laughs> negativity in this room. Yeah. No one wants to come in here. Well, it's like if you don't, if if the patient doesn't want to be there so badly, like I don't want to be here either. If you don't want to be there, like I don't, you don't want the help. I'm gonna help you because I want to help you, but I don't want to be in here with you. Right. Like I don't want to be called names as much as you don't want to get poked. Right. And prodded. Exactly. And like we're poking and prodding you. It 
Of course, it's like uncomfortable. It's awful. It's annoying. But it is to save your life at the end of the day. I was going to say like, but did it kill you? But I do know like people do die in hospitals. Okay. People do die in hospitals and sometimes from, you know. How do you deal with that? Death? Yeah. Like how often do you see it and how do you deal with that? How is it the first? I have so many questions. I love this. Okay. So lots of questions. Let me see. I started in the ICU as a new grad. I'm still in the ICU. It's my favorite. And everyone's like, how's it your favorite? People die. People do die. What's the difference between ICU and CCU? Uh, Critical care unit, it it actually depends on the hospital. So critical care unit can be an ICU. Sometimes it can be a mixture of an ICU and a PCU or like a post care unit. Like a, like not so sick for the ICU, but still needs a lot of care. Um, But they can be the same thing. Sometimes it just depends on the hospital. Um, I'm in ICU. So we do have a lot of death depending on where you are more than some, you know, sometimes once a day, sometimes more than that, sometimes less. Um, and like at first, yeah, at first it was hard, but also it kind of depends on the situation for me. For instance, um, we have a lot of elderly people, 90 years old. They've lived a long life. Yeah. And normally if, if I can help them die peacefully, it doesn't bother me at all. Interesting. Does that make sense? Like we have medications that help with their breathing, Mm -hmm. with relaxation, with their anxiety, all the things. That doesn't bother me because I'm like, I've helped you move on to the next world, whatever that may be for you. I'm at peace. You died peacefully. Now, the ones that bother me are traumatic deaths where I'm like, this either could have been prevented um, or let's say we have a 90 plus year old and, you know, full code. You know what that means? Not where like everything's going wrong. So- Full code. So there, so we have code status. So when you come in the hospital, we want to know, are you full code? Are you DNR? Do not intubate or do not resuscitate. Yeah, yeah. Full code means we will try everything in our power if something goes wrong oh. to save you. Damn. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when you get a 90 plus year old granny or even depending on the health, 70, 80, where that means we're doing compressions mm-hmm. on a 90 year old frail granny. That's pretty traumatic death. We're going to break yeah. ribs. We're going to puncture organs. And it's overall really rough on the patient on the family on the staff because the staff is trying everything oof those are hard I'm like I didn't like seeing that how often do you cry afterwards depends on my adrenaline okay I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty bad at um what's it called compartmentalizing where I can be like uh this is my work Mm -hmm. not jaded I don't like the word jaded because I'm not a jaded nurse but I can compartmentalize where I'm like that really fucking sucks, but we're not going to think about that right now. Yeah. You know, but I have had situations. I don't really cry after death anymore, to be honest, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. Unless it's like a, like out of the blue, strange thing that doesn't typically happen. How often do you see like children pass? Away? I don't because I'm an adult. Okay. I see you. So the, I'm oh, adult. Oh, yeah. That would be over. Would, yeah, yeah. In the children's, mm-hmm. but that's why I'm not in children's. So yeah. I don't think I can handle that. Shout out to all peds, yeah, nurses and teamwork like oh my god I, I couldn't deal with that i will say things that do make me cry with death is the spouse that's left behind mm-hmm. the situations that are left behind where yeah. if i hear them crying i'm like oh god then i think about my own life you know or someone i love and i'm like 
that shit's hard when i so my dad died when i was 17 he was in the hospital he was in the critical care unit mm -hmm. for four months and four days and he died of alcoholism he was an abusive alcoholic mm -hmm. my poor mother again sharon my goodness there's a break we love you sharon. we love you um and like my dad's side of the family pretty much like refuses to believe that that's what happened and after my dad died they just acted like i died with him like i lost that whole side of the family i'm sorry it's okay it's like the first time i've ever spoken about it publicly but like I don't care anymore. But I, the nurse, her name was Courtney. I doubt you would ever hear this, but I think about you monthly. Aww. She sobbed afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, like I, we pulled the pulled the cord, pulled the plug. And I remember just like, she would call my mom because my parents were divorced at the time. She would call my mom and be like, this is what's going on and X, Y, Z. And like, I don't think she was supposed to do that. Maybe. but yeah probably not i hope that you don't get in trouble for this. no one's gonna find her it's fine. beautiful yeah um <laughs> but i remember her absolutely sobbing and she called my mom that night and just was like i was like my heart was broken for your daughter yeah seeing like what she's gonna go through and what she's gone through and like same with you like you didn't get to come in and say goodbye yeah and she was always on nights there and she was amazing and she even like i remember the doctors had been like hey we need you guys to kind of make a decision of what you're gonna do and they we made the decision the day before and she was supposed to have the next day off and she switched with a nurse so she could oh, be there that's really sweet but i think about that's like i'm like i could never go into nursing because of that yeah yeah i mean i've cried with patients and family members over what they're experiencing yes. not necessarily the i mean i have cried but more recently like i typically cry with the family versus like someone died yeah because death happens every day for me so yeah. like uh, but watching family is hard 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 yeah um i would say my most recent one not my most recent one my one that stuck with me um a patient was passing away she was getting she she was sick very sick and her daughter brought her birthday cake because it was her birthday and she died on that day and we sang her happy birthday i was blubbering no happy birthday yeah i've never done that in my whole career oh my and gosh. i just felt for them i was like what like oof so that shit sits with me the you universe know? was like we're taking you back on your birthday let's right? go and, but she That's did go peacefully hard. it's it's so hard like uh i would she asked me to sing happy birthday i, I almost said no because i was so uncomfortable i was like i'm gonna cry mm -hmm. but but side note i have learned that crying with your family with patient family members and with the patient is totally okay mm -hmm. and it actually makes you a better nurse in my opinion it makes them feel like they can trust you so like i'm totally okay with crying with them but i was so uncomfortable in that moment i was i almost said no and then i was like sure you this know? is a, a hot take for everyone, but emotions are good. They're so good. Crying is good. Emotions in general are really yes. good. Like as a society, we're so afraid to have emotions. And I'm like, absolutely not. Emotions are so, 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 so good. They really are. Yeah. And you doing that with them was probably such a healing thing for them that they look back on and like, don't just, they weren't just another, I mean, they were just another family in the ICU, in sense, yeah. but it makes them feel like we are special in a Absolutely. sense like we are loved by these people we aren't just like another number because it is not like corporate america where you are just another number like right. you are a human being whose life is at stake like you are important and if, uh, despite what i said earlier like you are special <laughs> I know. in this situation absolutely and they should feel special <laughs> yeah i just i'm so glad i didn't let my uncomfortableness mm -hmm. take over and say no 
what? Like seeing happy birthday with them and cry with them. Like who fucking cares? Well, now you know how you are in those situations. And so if it comes up again, you you know you've seen firsthand yeah. how much that can positively affect a family. And you yeah. like you can offer that to them. And that makes you a better nurse for that as well. Yeah. No, that's a good way to look at it. What, how did you deal with the first death that you saw? First death I ever saw. I, I was, hear that that's rough. I can't get too many details. But long story short, I was caring for someone in their home mm-hmm. um, as a nurse tech. They were on hospice. And I was supposed to call hospice. If something went wrong, I don't have the power to do anything for yeah. this person if something goes wrong. So you're still in school. I'm still yeah. in school. I'm not licensed in any way, but I was a nurse tech and this person could not, there was nothing else hospitals could do for this person, hence why they were on hospice. Yeah. So we call hospice. Middle of the night, um, he, patient wakes up and is struggling to breathe, is probably stroking out is what it looked like to me, having a stroke. And... I didn't know what to do. Oh, my gosh. And so I called hospice nurse once, twice, three times. No. 13 times I called the hospice nurse. Backstory, the spouse of this person did not want to be woken up if something happened. What? So I could not go upstairs to wake the person up. I called my husband because he was also working this job with me. He was coming in the next morning. I was on nights. I called him. He's dead asleep. Yeah. No one's answering. This patient is literally have you ever heard of a death rattle oh okay yeah we call it a death rattle i didn't know that's what it was called it's literally like the sound of my nightmares like the worst sound someone you you can't do i can't do shit for this person i don't have medication for them i can't give them medication it was awful um long story short he is asking for help um struggling and I can't do anything. No one's answering their phone. I have to wait with him. That goes like against every instinct too. Because even as like a just a regular human Absolutely. being, you want to you want to do something. Yeah, I can't do anything. Um, he ends up passing. Yeah, mm-hmm. saw that coming. I still can't do anything. No, no one's answering their phone. So over the course of the night, I called this nurse thirteen times. Um, husband comes in the next morning. Patient is dead. Yeah, I haven't told anyone because you can't get a hold of anyone. Can't get a hold of anyone. Um. It was, it was awful. Awful, awful, awful. I thought it was my fault. I thought, what could I have done? Because when we got a hold of the hospice nurse the next morning, she said, why didn't you call me? Um, I bitch, said, I have a I phone did. log on my phone. I called you 13 times. I was hysterical. I did call you. Like, hysterical. Yeah. There's probably, in the grand scheme of things, nothing we could have done for this person. Yeah. Except helping them with that death rattle. We would have given probably morphine mm-hmm. to help with the sound of that breathing that was not that was probably not the best way to go how often do you still think about that oh the sound specifically a lot yeah once every other month probably i mean i mean it haunted and this was years ago Mm -hmm. it haunted me it still haunts me because it is the worst i remember being like that's what they're talking about that's a death rattle Mm. and this poor person what the what the fuck was I supposed to do with that? That's insane. That's crazy that she was like, yeah, should have called. <laughs> oh, I lost it. I Absolutely. was blubbering on the phone. She was like, oh, oh, okay. I just didn't see. Well, no shit you didn't see. If you'd seen, you would have picked you up and we wouldn't be here right I now. Be doing this right now. Um, that was awful. I had to go to school the next day. I went and told my professor or my instructor what happened. I was blubbering in her office, left school. Like it was, it was awful because I, I, I blamed myself of for course. a long time. I yeah. was like, 
I should have done something. I should have done more. I don't know what I should have done, but I should have done something. Well, and I feel like that's probably something a lot of nurses. I mean, I've watched Grey's Anatomy, so. So, you know, a little bit I, of something. I'm practically a doctor. Um, <laughs> but I feel like, at least from the shows I've watched, that's probably something a lot of nurses struggle with is, like, there's a difference between, like, what you're supposed to do based on what you are certified for right. and what you're allowed to do based mm -hmm. on what you feel like you should be doing. And I know that, um, like, again tv so i don't really know right, right, right but like there's a lot of people that are like you shouldn't do that because like i don't believe that that's the right option like abortion for one but right. it's like you have to allow people to do xyz yeah. yes and so like in situations like that it's like no you did everything you were supposed to right is there stuff you could have done totally but right. you would have never graduated and you would have never become a nurse exactly exactly very true yeah, that, that that was my first time of death. Yeah, it's like, I what was... can you do in your professional setting versus what you, what you can do as like just a human being? Ethically. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. I know. I, like, if there's a heaven, if there's a hell, I don't know which one you went to, but I, I, I'm like, hey, neither. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Wherever you are in this world, like, I think about that. Like, where I'm like, when his soul left his body, did he know I would try? Absolutely. And I'm sure I know I think yeah. me now knows yes, but me yeah. then was like he was staring at me, help me. I'm like yeah. I don't know what to do. So that was that was very fucking traumatic. I mean, me. we talked about this for like a hot minute, but I I don't believe in hell and I don't believe yeah. in heaven and I think that like you will, will you tell what you believe in? Yeah. Because absolutely. it's actually <laughs> the very first time I ever heard it and I do find it super intriguing. And I love it. So, so. I, had, I had this car, I had a, um, a date this last weekend and I was telling the guy about it. And it was, I was like, well, if you think I'm crazy after this, then that's fine. <laughs> like I'm really working super, super, super hard when it goes into like the dating world to recognize that like if someone thinks I'm crazy for XYZ or doesn't like logic, they're just not meant for me. Absolutely. So I was like, okay. I don't think you're crazy, by the way. No. I just think it's a very interesting. Yeah. But I know that like to a lot of people who are very set in yeah. their beliefs it sounds insane sure so pretty much what i believe <laughs> is that again like witchy woo woo -y, i think that your spirit is your higher self you know people are like just tap into your higher self and when you meditate sometimes you feel that you're like wow i feel so like um it's like the feeling yeah. of it and so your higher self like there's levels. Um, for those of you who are listening, my hand is up high. So your higher self lives on this higher level. And the, there's a dog. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, we're at like this event center and people can just peek in. I did. Other people have looked, but it's the dog. I was like, hello. <laughs> so you as your higher self choose this human experience. So like your higher self, I, I, I don't believe that we have like names as our higher self, chose to be Lindsay, okay. chose to have this life, got to see like some big moments that you go through and was like, yeah, saw the way you were born, saw the way that you died and was like, I want to experience that. I'm meant to be on that planet. I'm meant to have this human experience for a reason and I'm going to go do that. Okay. And, but the thing is, is that... <laughs> When you're up top, you're like, yeah, totally. Like, I know how to be my highest self. This is going to be fucking easy. But the thing is, is you're also aware, like, when I come into this human experience, I forget everything about being in that realm, in that space. So then you experience shit and you're like, oh, my God, I'm having anxiety. How do I deal with this? And you have, like, a guardian angel who is always with you. And sometimes you'll have more, you'll have less. They come, they go, they flow. Like, everything is so whatever. And... This is when, like, I, I see angel numbers all the time. Like, I see 1111 constantly. So those like, are your angel numbers. Yeah, 111 or 1111. Like, when we were 
talking about doing this yeah. when you were like, yeah, at, at this time, I came in at one eleven. Really? And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking going. Whatever <laughs> it is, I'll be there. Or I was talking, one of the side gigs that I'm doing, I'm doing marketing consulting for a friend and I have an 1111 tattoo on my arm. Okay. And she's like, my company is called 1111. Like, I think it's meant to be. And I was like, it is. Okay. So cool. And for okay. me and most people who believe in this, like that is your guardian angel and your spirit guides being like, yes, we're talking to you. This is how we're communicating to okay. you. So, the, but the thing is, is that your like guardian angels and spirit guides, they know you as your highest self. Okay. They know you before you came into this human experience. And so you do stuff and they're like, bitch, what are you doing? Why are you being such a dumb bitch? Figure this out. And like, you can literally say, and I do this all the time. I may sound crazy around my house or two people that are like, what the fuck? But I'll be like, I don't know what you want me to do. Can you please tell me immediately? Uh. Make it so easy. Make it so fucking easy because things that you are meant to do in your life should not be hard. Yeah. They should be uncomfortable. They should not be hard. You should not be crying over them, which is why I'm like, leave your job. Yeah. Leave your man. Leave your girl. Leave whatever. It shouldn't be hard. It should be uncomfortable. And so you are meant to experience all of these things. Like I was meant to be born into the family I was born into. I chose this. I chose to watch my dad die. I chose to lose that side of my family. I chose to have three dogs and whatever the fuck else is coming in my life. I chose that. I, as Alexis, don't understand that at all. And I'm like, why the fuck would I choose this? But, yeah. oh. <laughs> um, but like, my highest self knows and my spirit guides and my guardian angels, they know exactly that like where I am supposed to go, what the right things are. They know the path that I'm going to be on. And so they will indicate to me if I'm doing things right or wrong. And that's what your gut is, that intuition, that instinct of like, oh my God, I should not take a left turn. And you, it finds out, you find out later that if you've taken that left turn, there was a huge car crash up ahead. Yeah. Or you're like, oh, man, I don't know what it is, but I got to get out of this relationship. Like, I, there is no info or no, there's no information backing why I need to leave. The guy is perfect, the this, the that, the money. And you leave and later you find out that like every other woman he's been with, he's abused mm-hmm. or he's cheated on. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, okay. Like, it's like I, this deja vu gut feeling ex- thing. Exactly. And so that is what I believe in. And I, I believe that, I picked this human experience. Again, don't really know why right now, but I picked <laughs> but this. You will. Yeah, I picked this human experience for a reason. There's something that I meant to do here. I have a purpose in this body. The people that I am with, like when I walk up to that random girl at the dog park, like I had a feeling like yeah. I should go and talk to her. I yeah. should be friends with her. And I adore her. Yeah. And I'm so happy to be part of her life. And same with you. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna do X, Y, Z and balance this and la di da da that. <laughs> and like back then when everything was crashing and burning, I was like, this is insane. But I felt like I should keep in contact with these handful of people. Yeah. And here we are, like five yeah. years later. So, you know, if you're seeing like repeat numbers all the time or if you're asking like, what am I doing wrong? Like they're telling you. Yeah. And even if you believe in God, like if, if you believe that God gives you the answers to things, God tells you that somehow. Like, yeah. Look out for those things. Yeah. Listen to your heart, what feels right. Because in in my beliefs, like my spirit guides and my guardian angels are telling me like, no, you're doing the right thing. Keep doing this. Keep pressing. Like I am seeing certain numbers all the time and I'm like, okay, something big is coming. And I know that and I don't know what it is, but I'm telling them, I don't know what my highest self knows, like yeah. you know, so I need your help. Yeah. And I just talk freely about it to them. And I get a lot of answers. I really like that, though. Will you touch on, so you said, you told me 
the afterlife thing. The afterlife. The, yeah. The, your version of hell. Yeah. So I don't believe that there is heaven or hell. Um, I think that that's personally i feel like that's a way to control people like if you do good you get to go meet god in heaven yeah. if you do bad you go to hell and yeah. meet satan and yeah. i'm like wow that's a lot of propaganda uh-huh why do we as human beings get to decide what's good and what's bad interesting yeah why does your religion get to tell you what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. based on just like human morals like don't kill people okay right <laughs> but i believe that when you die, we're going to use Hitler, for example, um, as a Jewish woman. <laughs> Great example. I believe that when you die, you go through like kind of a purgatory phase where all of the pain, like legit pain, not like you hurt someone's feelings one time because they, they just didn't know how to take the truth or you put up a boundary and it hurt their feelings. Like, right. that's not the same. You're like killing people and abusing people and torturing them. Like truly evil, truly evil things that alter someone's life for the rest of their life, the mm-hmm. rest of their existence. I believe that you have to feel that pain forever. So like, and when I say forever, like till it's it's out. So me, currently there's the stuff happening in Israel and like, we are not gonna get on that. But at the end of the day, there are people dying. Right. And that's so fucked up. Right. And the people that are executing the plans and the call for death, like when though a lot of that is anti-Semitic and it's very deep rooted in society in general. A lot of people don't even notice it, but that anti-Semitism comes a lot from the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And so there are certain people out there that are being killed because there are people that are like, yeah, F all the Jewish people, they got to go. And all of that pain all the way up until now and whatever continues to follow, like Hitler will feel all of that emotion, all of that pain, all of that hurt. His soul will feel that. Every scenario. Every single scenario for every single person, for every grandkid, great grandkid, great, 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 great grandkid. Like domino effect. Yes. And once the pain has stopped and the trauma has stopped flowing through generations, it you're done. Yeah. And you get to live as your highest self again. Yeah. And then you get to if you choose to. I mean, I don't I don't know exactly, but my guess is like if you choose to, you can enter the human experience again. Yeah. But so like for my family members or like for my dad, the things that he did to my mom and I I don't know who else, but like he had to experience that pain. Yeah. He had to experience my dad was very abusive towards my mom. So like the abuse that he put her through the hospital visits, like he had to experience that his higher self his his soul had to experience that before he could just exist in the afterlife yeah and then i think like you get the opportunity to visit your loved ones and be there for them and like be a guardian angel yeah and stuff like that it's very cool it's very interesting because i've never had the i've never had um anyone anyone tell me that type of stuff because the way i was raised was which we've talked about was like very religious and whatnot but when i think the thing that always gets people is like well there's no hell okay well so you can just run around killing people? Right. And it's like, no, no, you can't. But there's also no heaven. Oh, so if I'm great, it doesn't matter. And it's like, no, also not yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's not what I'm saying, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, I love that. Um, I'm glad that you shared that too. I feel like the most confident in myself now that I've like really figured all that out. Yeah. And I've done like, I've done a lot of journaling and a lot of meditating, a lot of midlife crises. And like, I just, I know in my bones that that's correct yeah. and, and it, it could be uh, you we have no idea every single human being could have their own god yeah we got no True. clue we really have no idea when people are so like in my eyes and this may offend some people when you are so disgustingly confident that your god exists how mm-hmm. like that I no say, one else could be i say disgustingly because you 
do not know. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no way no one has like met God and come back. And when they say that they do, like there's always medical um, explanations for it. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we don't know, but it's what feels right to you. Right. So if thinking that like your God is the only God out there makes you feel good and confident in who you are and makes you a better person, then fuck yeah. Yeah. Right. Do it, but don't push it on other people. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, have you thought of a question for the next guest? Yeah. I have one on my phone. Oh, yay. While she's looking for that, I want to tell you guys, we are going to do one more thing, but it won't be on this episode. I want you guys to head over to my Patreon for the juicy bits. I'm going to be showing Alexis um, some common medical devices that most most nurses would know what these are, but maybe not the non-healthcare professional. I'm going to laugh if I get all of them right. I can't wait to show you them. So (laughs) head over to the juicy bits and watch it there. Um, My question is, what is your biggest life goal that you've yet to achieve? Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And that one hasn't been hasn't been asked. I love that. It's off of my what to ask guys on the first date. What is your answer that question? Um, For me, it is getting married and having a family. I'm like writing it down for them. Is it? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's currently out of my hands. (laughs) So (laughs) we're working on other things. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Life happens. It totally is. I feel like I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you're okay with it, then I feel like actually when you are okay with it is when things fall into place versus when you're trying to like force. I try not to think about that though because then I'm like, am I only okay with it? Because if if I am okay with it and then like the... It's like a whole spiral. Yeah, the anxiety thoughts start and you're like, I have to stop. Oh my God. Okay, well, where can people find you? Um, You can find me on Instagram at a life with Alexis. Love it. Um, And you can follow my dogs at the wandering pack. And what about your um, up and coming podcast? And oh, I'm, yeah. by the time this is, because this will be season two, okay. I think your podcast will be going. Yeah. Um, so my podcast is called Books and BS. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, Books and BS. Um, I think it's Books and BS Pod. I'm pretty sure. I'll put it in the description. Yeah. We just made the Instagram recently. I can't remember which one it That's was. That's okay. But it's going to be great. We're going to talk about books and BS. Yeah. And lots Weird. of people that follow me love books and I love books. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to follow you guys. We're and- going to talk about Zodiac Academy. Uh- <laughs> oh, that'll be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. After this episode, we're going to record her episode uh-huh. on her podcast. So definitely go look for us there. Yeah. And I just want to thank you. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been wonderful. Yeah. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. I can't believe like we're coming up on the third 30 minutes jeez i'm so sorry guys no this is that's that means you're good for <laughs> podcasting honestly talk i love it i could i would literally just like podcast always if i could <laughs> okay well guys head over to the juicy bits and the patreon and uh we'll see you next time bye bye